fighting against the woke establishment, rhino Republicans, and anyone else that stands in his way. This is The Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. Hello and welcome. This is The Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Future Radio Network. Thank you so much for listening. I would just like to say I'm so humbled and blessed by all your wonderful birthday wishes. Thank you so much for everyone out there that, you know, took the time to wish me a happy birthday. It means so much. And all the great, great messages <clears throat> you sent me as well. It really drives me and, uh, you know, motivates me to keep doing what we're doing here on the Right Future Radio Network and to keep bringing you this awesome content. So special shout out. Thank you so much to all you wonderful souls. You are so beautiful, and we thank you so much. We have a very special guest on the show. Obviously, we told you we're not messing around when we say this. We're trying to bring you every single state central committee candidate in the state of Ohio. Obviously, it's a very hard task, but we are doing a very good job so far. Today, from the 11th district, we have candidate Abby Brittlinger running as the female representative. Abby, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Sam? Doing very, very well. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It means so much. We're so thankful uh, that you're, you're willing to come on the show and explain and express your message and why you want to run for this seat and why this seat is so important in our party politics. It's very important. Yes. So we're going to be starting with a softball question, and it's just basically about you. Who is Abby Brentlinger, and why are you running for this position? So uh, I grew up in Seneca County, uh, and I've lived in Lucas County since I attended the University of Toledo over 20 years ago. Um, I graduated with my Bachelor of Science in Bioengineering, and I was fortunate to be part of a co-op learning opportunity uh, through the University of Toledo, where I was able to spend a few semesters at the Cleveland Clinic, uh, and research human movement. Um, while I was at the University of Toledo, I was presented with the gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, heard the gospel and accepted uh, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So that was a, a big moment that didn't necessarily change my course, but it definitely redefined who I was and how I was going to go about that course because uh, I definitely felt God's plans were moving me in that direction for my studies and, and what I would do with my future. Um, I also met my husband, Tim Brettlinger, who's running for the male spot in District 11 for State Central Committee. And uh, I, I fell in love with a man who loved God and was serving our country in the Ohio National Guard at that time. And uh, that was right around when 9-11 uh, happened and he was deployed to protect our country and uh, left, left the state. And um, coincidentally, his love for our country and service for our country didn't stop there because he was looking for other ways to get involved. Um, and through that, he was encouraging me to, to get involved. And I find it funny because I remember one of our uh, first conversations was when I was uh, doing an absentee ballot in college for uh, the, I think it was when George W. Bush was running. And he asked me who I was voting for. And I said, well, we don't talk about politics. <laughs> um, and now it is a, a very common uh, topic of conversation in our house. Amen. Um, we've, we've found uh, ways to involve our children. Uh, they do a lot of the door to door stuff with us. Um, I mean, we've been doing this for years. My husband ran for County Central Committee in about 2015. And, you know, just walking around our precinct and in our ward and getting to know people and uh, encouraging the kids that they have an active role to take someday as well. So kind of like job training. Absolutely. A very important job. It is. It is. Well, that's awesome that you guys get your kids involved. Uh, I see them a at a lot of events, the events that we've attended together as uh, mm -hmm. you know, the May 3rd primaries are going on. Uh, for, for those who don't know, uh, we did have Tim on the show, episode 17. You can find him, uh, our interview. Tim's an awesome guy. Know him personally. It was an honor to have him on the show. I think our show was very, very good. A lot of good content in there. Um, but yes, you can find that on there. It's awesome that you guys are 
involving each other, involving your family so heavily, right? I mean, that's, that's a big task to take on, especially, uh, you know, that, that position. And, uh, but it's a task that's obviously, you know, very much achievable for two people like yourselves. And, you know, as, as, as faithful as you guys are, uh, it's very important too, to have that, you know, in our politics as well, because it seems like we don't have that much anymore. And I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Moving on. Well, to, no, go ahead, please. I'm sorry. We, we've spent a lot of time uh, encouraging other people to get involved. And we both finally looked at each other and said, you know, what if, what if we can be that voice? What if we can help drive that change and show people that everyday citizens, other voters can do this. So um, it's our hope in running uh, that, that other people will continue to step up. Yes. And I, and uh, there's been a big influence across the state of Ohio. And I, I, I think you would attest to this, that there's many families and many individuals getting involved in our Ohio Republican party politics. And I think there's a very, very bright future to come because I mean, my goodness, the, the involvement in the state central committee is just so important. Uh, it's the literally heart and bedrock of our party. Uh, it is for, for the people who really aren't still understanding how important this position is, please learn into it. You know, try to read the bylaws, uh, you know, Robert's rule of order, all of that good stuff. It's so important. And uh, to make sure they're conducting business the right way down there as well. And to start holding people accountable. It's very important. Right. So talking about holding people accountable and things going on in the Republican Party, it's very important that we talk about this stuff because it's the position you're running for and not just lame duck issues. But, you know, the party does not have a platform, right? You have states like Texas, Florida. There's things, and, you, and Tim talked about this, and he hit the nail on the head. Talked about this a lot. Would you push for the central committee, the state central committee to have a platform, a party platform? I would. Uh, I work in a, uh, in the health industry in a pretty regulated field. And the platform to be is just like the policies that you have in a business. Uh, you have a mission statement, you have goals, things that you drive for, things that you measure how you're doing uh, towards achieving those goals. And um, the platform also helps with accountability. Uh, it, it, Ohio needs accountability in our party along with focus. Um, and the platform helps to define the party. So, um, you know, it can even help in the future with, with things like fundraising and growing support because you have that accountability there and people can clearly see what you stand for uh, in, in what realm you operate within. Uh, we want to make sure that the mission of an organization is is being upheld. Um, if if you're saying one thing and you're doing another, it, it's very hard for voters or donors or uh, just everyday citizens to find value in in what you're saying or to follow that any longer. Amen. It's just like the transparency part, right? Just being mm-hmm. honest and letting us know where you're, where, where do you stand, right? Where do you draw the line? And right. I think we could have used that a lot in our state central committee this past May 3rd primary, especially with the endorsement of Governor Mike DeWine. And obviously we'll be getting into that later in the show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, simple things like that is just so important. Right. So we have a very, very concerning election coming up. And obviously it's election that you're a part of, but... You're, you're moved up very high on the ballot, but also, too, there's only, you know, two other people running. And this whole debacle of the redistricting, not knowing where you're going to be, uh, where can you start campaigning, and then the lines are set, and now you're in full swing. Uh, and early voting has already started, and I think we're three weeks out. Um, are you concerned about the voter turnout August 2nd? And if you are, how are you making sure people turn out to vote? Uh, my answer for that would be yes and no. Um, no to the degree that I think everyone needs to be accountable to themselves and, and be aware of what's going on. So we can't spoon feed information to people uh, about the election. There's been a ton of uh, media and, and things like that talking about the redistricting and that or, or describing that all of the primary ele- elections didn't take place in May. Um, but we do 
want people to go out and vote. Uh, and I think this type of election is one where every vote is going to matter. And we have spent a lot of time, whether we're knocking on doors or we're doing events uh, in the public, uh, making sure that our literature has the dates on it. Um, and I'll tell you, a lot of the folks that we've either called or knocked on their doors have said, well, we didn't know there was an election on August 2nd. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not sure what what all the state is doing to promote it, but I, I think there are a lot of additional ways in the next three weeks we can make sure that uh, we're encouraging people. And uh, specifically for uh, myself, since I'm running against an incumbent, I, I want to make sure that uh, folks know I, I need their vote. Absolutely, and the importance of voting. Uh, and one thing you brought up, and I and I loved your answer on that whole question because no one has answered that question like you just did, Abby, I am going to say. But we can't keep spoon-feeding information to people, right? Like, when is enough enough for people, right? Like, when mm -hmm. is it, when are they going to stand up and say, okay, I need to get involved in our, in our politics. I'm going to make sure I vote in the next election. And I'm, and it, and it just takes a Google search, right? And I, I'm sorry, I said Google on the show for our brave uh, people, our brave browsers, but you know, it just takes a search, right? Uh, and just like you talked about the media talking about this redistricting debacle Everybody was talking about it. Heck, the Democrats made yard signs in a whole like campaign about uh, fair districts, right? Mm -hmm. So we we should be very well informed about this election coming up. And I like how you said that. So there's not much more you guys, us as people can do other than getting on podcasts like this and doing what you just said about door knocking and making sure the dates are on your you know uh, flyers. But no, I really like that answer, Abby. I really do. It's an awesome answer. I think a lot of folks are, are getting tired to a degree. I mean, this has been going on since the beginning of the year and not knowing which district you're running in, not knowing who you're running against, not knowing if there will be enough uh, volunteers to help hold the elections or do the early voting or on election day. And it's, it, it's becoming exhausting. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can, and I'll just rewind for a little bit, but I can only imagine how it was just waiting for that dead time, right? Like you guys have, you guys have been campaigning uh, probably since, I, I really don't know when you guys announced your uh, candidacy, but I, I remember I met you at events that you were at going on for the May 3rd primary. So you guys were expected mm -hmm. to be on the ballot May 3rd, like many other state central committee candidates that are running for the first time. And then this happens and then you kind of have to wait there like dead weight kind of and almost, you know, because you don't want to go out and, you know, spend a bunch of your time and money and effort in a, uh, you know, a, a suburb and they're, 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 it's not even in your district. You know what I mean? So I'm sure that was just like cringeworthy, gut-wrenching time period for a lot of you people. But the good thing is we know where our districts are. We're getting the information out. And a good uh, point you brought up is that people are upset People are very upset about this redistricting debacle, and that might be the the thing that's going to get people out to vote. And then all the great so. and all the great candidates like you running. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. So, uh, next question: We'll be moving on to your opponent. Uh, what sets you apart from the Republican running, Abby? So uh, the I'm candidate I'm, I'm running. Sorry, the, I I I. Re I uh, worded that wrongly. The incumbent, not the Republican, because you are a Republican as well, but the incumbent. Right. So the incumbent I'm running against is is experienced um, and uh, has been in politics for a while. Uh, but there are some things that I, I think I do very well. And um, I, I work in the medical field, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, and it is a very heavily regulated industry. So I'm very experienced in reviewing documents for details and accuracy. Um, I spend a lot of time uh, interviewing candidates for positions uh, uh, in hiring and making sure that we have a good set of questions for them to, for us to draw out their character and who they are. Um, and I'm hoping that would be something that I could use when interviewing candidates at some point um, to determine if, if they would be worthy of an endorsement. Um, and in saying that, I don't support the primary 
or endorsements prior to the primary. But I think even if you are a Republican candidate with a platform, we can evaluate to see, do you fall in line with that platform and our ideals, or are you just saying you're a Republican? Um, I, am a very good listener. Uh, I, with my background in research and development, um, I, I've spent a lot of time reviewing information, uh, assessing the information, uh, before making a decision. And, um, I, I want to make sure that I, I have, uh, done my research to make sure that we haven't missed anything. Um, I'm familiar with the endorsement process. We did that, uh, in the fall for some school board candidates and uh, city council candidates for one of the groups I'm involved in. And it, it was the first time I'd been through it, but it was uh, a, a great way to, to kind of get my feet wet and, and learn more about that. Uh, Tim and I have held candidate fundraisers, um, candidate forums uh, as ways to bring in the voters to meet candidates and get more involved in the process, talk to them about volunteering. Um, and then I'm experienced in working on teams. And I, I think for the Ohio State Central Committee to uh, make the changes that we, we're talking about in this interview um, and to improve our, uh, our party moving forward in the state, I, I think we're going to have to work as a team to get that done. And, and having the right people on that team is, is key. Uh, and all of those things that I've done have been outside of politics, but um, some of the things that Tim has kind of initiated uh, to bring awareness and, and educate people, um, those are things that he's done on his own and, and he's, um, he's passionate about this. And I love working with him to to make those things come to fruition and bring in as many people as we can. Absolutely. And that's the whole, like, you know, bringing in the, the most people that you absolutely can. That's the whole part of our party. In my opinion, like being a state party, a state elected official in the Republican party, I feel like I would be trying to grow the party as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And you brought up party or party state priority primary endorsements that that's hard. That doesn't grow the party, right? Because therefore you def, you eliminate competition, and yeah. our party is growing very rapidly because people are now getting involved. You know, you have all these contested state central committee candidates and all these people running. This has probably never happened before. I yeah. can I, I can't attest to that, but I can almost guarantee you this has probably never happened before at this at such a uh, a level that it's at right now. So, so many people are trying to get involved. And it's so important, but you know, the, the party endorsement, you know, getting people involved, we need like our party should be huge in the state of Ohio, but because mm -hmm. we don't have simple things like a platform and we have party, we have party endorsements, it's hard to grow the party. And those are two key things that we need to push forward in the state central committee. And I'm glad that you're advocating for them. So important. Well, and more workers will, will make, the work less heavy. So yeah. that's why we need to bring more people in. And um, I think a lot of people have come in and it's been this, the same folks doing the same stuff. Uh, and it, there have been a few uh, times that I've said, Hey, how can I help? Oh, we've got it under control. I, I want to help. And there's others like myself that want to help and get involved. And when, when we push people to the side, that's how we lose them. Um, and a, a lot of younger uh, folks like myself that are have young kids and things like that, I'll say, all right, well, I'm, I'm not going to fight for it, but I, I am going to fight. This is my kid's future. And um, I'm, I'm passionate that I don't want this country to fail. Um, that's worth fighting for. Absolutely. And the Republican Party is holding a republic together, people. Uh, I know that it's, it's in shambles right now. But without the Republican Party, where else do we have to go? You know, and I'm not mm -hmm. a big party person. Uh, you know, I love the Republican Party and the ideals and what it stands for. I mean, it was a party that defeated slavery. But, uh, you know, we have to be Republicans. And we have to be united Republicans. And we have to learn to work together for the same mm -hmm. cause, the same purpose. And, I mean, you hit you hit the nail on the head there with uh, the party endorsements and, and the platform 
Uh, it's, it's good. We, we need to know who we're electing and we need to make sure people stay true and we need to have competition. And right. I guess I didn't ask this and I, and I, and it, you know, I, I'm going to, but did they endorse in your race in the party? Um, our local county party did and the state. Yes. Oh, wow. So, you know, that, that's, so that, that's just unfair. Very unfair. Mm-hmm. And it needs called out. This is wrong um, for the people in that area. It, it's, it's unfair and it's not, it's not growing a competitive field. I can tell you that, but I'm glad that, and this shows for the people on the show, this shows that you're a true fighter, by the way, that right there shows how, how ready, how ready for the fight you are to go up against that. I mean, look at Jim Renacci and Joe Blystone. Mm -hmm. Those, I mean, I will be careful how I say this. Uh, You know, you have some people on that, in that field that were fighters, true fighters, right? Didn't care if they were going up against the Republican endorsed incumbent, a governor, but they still did. No matter the outcome, you're going to fight, and I hope you keep fighting. In which I can tell. I mean, you and you and Tim are so involved that Sylvania Sylvania Republican Club is that what you're a part of? Correct. Right. Yes. That. So I've been to some been to some of those meetings. They're great meetings. Lots of. I mean, J.R. Majewski. Uh, you guys got him in there really early. Uh, you know, I, I I supported him during the primary. You guys helped him out a ton. Uh, I was at another event. And there was just candidates galore from uh, stage to stage lined up in the front row, giving mm-hmm. them all the exact same time to speech or speak fair. I mean, it's so important that we have people like you that are, I mean, because you're doing that for free, you're doing this for free, and you're so passionate about it uh, if you would get elected, right? Because it's a volunteer position. Right. Yeah. But sorry, I went on my little ramble there, but I just want to express how, you know, grateful that I, I am of you and Tim and your involvement and wanting to grow the party because that's, that's, that's what I'm looking for, right? Being young, I, I want to see our party grow for the future, you know, cause I want to have children, right? Just like a lot of other young people in my, uh, you know, my realm. And we want to make sure our children are able to grow up in a free country. And obviously you have children mm-hmm. uh, and you want to make sure, and they're so little uh, and they need to grow up in a free country. And right now we could go on and on about all the drama and filth and garbage that, you know, kids have to indulge, indulge, Mm -hmm. you know, in this time. But uh, we're going to grow our party. We're going to defeat it here in Ohio. And it's just not going to be welcomed here. Just like this new topic. And I will move on. I'll stop my rambling there. Our new question, our new topic, and it's a very hot topic, especially in the state of Ohio. The road versus way row versus way decision. Abby, what's your opinion on that? Uh, so first, I am just so thankful that it was overturned at the federal level, um, but clearly the fight is now at the state level. So uh, I, we, we continue to support our crisis pregnancy centers. Uh, they've been working so hard for years to help mothers and, and show them that life that is inside of them, uh, show them their child um, to help them to to try to choose life when, when they feel that there's no hope. Um, and we can continue to support our, our politicians who support life. Um, and, and I think this, again, going back to that platform, if we have that as one of the key points in the Republican platform, the Ohio Republican platform, uh, we can make sure that that's one of the, the keys we use to evaluate each candidate. Um, and I, I think that's going to be necessary because it's going to be all of our our uh, legislatures and, and politicians that help to make life uh, important in Ohio and, and don't uh, allow that vote to be swayed. Absolutely, because it's such an important is- issue to me because, in my opinion, abortion is murder. And uh, mm-hmm. we need to stop that practice here in Ohio. I say this on the show a lot, and I'll say it again. Ohio leads the nation. We need to abolish abortion here in this state. We need to go further than the heartbeat bill. And with a party platform, you can do that stuff, (laughs) just like you said, you know, because those are the General Assembly candidates that are going to come up as Republicans and be able to legislate. Right. And it it removes some of the ability for... um, 
politicians to be endorsed, whether it's through lobbying or special interest groups. Mm -hmm. Do you do you agree with uh, or are you pro-life? Yes or no. Are you pro Second Amendment? Yes or no. Are you, you know, any example? Yes or no. Yeah, just yes Um, or no. Don't. Well, I, you know, a lot of with and kind of a, you know, a spoiler for the next question, but for like the mandate people. Are you are you anti mandate or are you pro mandate? Well, I'm anti mandate, but you know businesses should have the right to choose, right? You know, like are you, yes or no? Are you for the mandate or are you not? Right. <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't if you if you were talking, I'm sorry to interrupt. If you if you keep going, or are you ready to move on? We can move on. Okay, we're moving on to the medical uh, medical freedom question, like I talked about with the mandates, and obviously you've seen a lot of that here in the state of Ohio with the uh, tyrannical governor Mike DeWine and his lockdowns, but. Uh, what's what do you what are your stance on the issue of medical freedom and uh you know where do you think it can go in ohio politics so i fully support medical freedom um i think this is one of the driving factors that made me so frustrated i didn't know what to do um at the end of last year when businesses were starting to mandate it um, and then some folks could put in exemptions and, and other requests. Uh, probably the only time in my life that I felt hopeless um, and just not knowing if I would have a job, if, if, if I would be able to tell my team of employees who didn't want to go through uh, with, with some of the, the mandates, you know, how, how do we move forward? Um, and I was doing a ton of research uh, through uh, Liberty Council and a couple other groups to see what what are my rights and, and how can I help other people. Um, with my background in research, I was not comfortable with any of the vaccines. Um, I don't think any of them had been out on the market long enough um, and not enough background or proof to to be comfortable putting that in my body or or forcing anyone else to put that in their body to keep job or to be able to go to school. Um, I have been working with Diana Smith. I had a a dear friend here locally. I didn't know all the the petition stuff that was going on. Um, But one of my friends reached out and asked if we could help circulate a petition. Uh, There was a very short time frame because I think we found out on a Thursday or Friday and had until Monday to get the petitions to Diana. And uh, with maybe five of us working together over the weekend, we had over 300 uh, signatures and we were very pleased with that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, just recently they had to go through the process again because each time that the petition has gone to uh, uh, Yoast office, they have made some suggestions for changes and then we have to go through the whole mm-hmm. uh, process again. Yeah. Um, and it it has given me a whole new respect for people who have done this in the past. Um, <laughs> Diana and, and the others, I've been working specifically with her, so I apologize if there's uh, a bunch of other names that I'm, I'm leaving out, but um, that whole team has just done so much to move this forward uh, for the amendment. Um, and I have somebody from her group that's coming to speak to uh, the ladies club that I'm a part of on Monday, and I'm very excited. Uh, right now, uh, they have to have over 440,000 signatures, I believe, in order to get it on the ballot in May. Um, and I'm honored to be able to help with it because this is one thing I can do that I hope will impact so many other people and, and not force them to have to go through with something that we we don't agree with um and would take away the livelihood for so many mm-hmm. uh, and especially looking at our country right now businesses are short-staffed um employees are exhausted uh and and still companies were willing to to take this step to dismiss staff so um yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting how you brought up the companies the wokeness is unreal, but you know, mm-hmm. not only with the jab, but the abortion issue, Disney is one of those companies that's literally paying for their employees to 
travel to another state to get an abortion, but they're not talking about maternity leave, you know, and getting more, it's just crazy stuff like that. Uh, and, and why should somebody be held against their will to take a, uh, an experimental jab that is not proven, like you mentioned, <laughs> to be safe or effective? Dr. Fauci actually just came out and said that it's really the willingness to, uh, it, it does nothing basically to protect you from COVID. That's why you're seeing all these cases, right? These mm-hmm. cases, uh, in quotes. Um, but it's, it's, it's extraordinary what we went through in 2020. And I'm, you know, thankful that you were a part of that uh, petition gathering because that was a huge movement. And you talk about fight too. The people that were a part of that uh, petition movement, four times, like I've mentioned before, four times, just relentlessness, Mm -hmm. right? Relentlessness, relentlessness, relentlessness. Kept going, kept going, kept going. Time after time again, Attorney General Yost throws it out, says, you know, blah, 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 can't be done. But now we're doing a different avenue, right? But it's mm-hmm. just more relentlessness, and I'm sure relentlessness, and I'm sure you're a part of that as well. Uh, I would only assume, but it's it's so important that we have medical freedom here in Ohio, and we're getting candidates elected that will support medical freedom. Mm-hmm. Well, and it it brought a lot of light to me that the value of the Republican clubs in our area. Um, we did the first one I had mentioned and then, um, the last one that was just accepted, um, just having the clubs when they assemble or meet to be able to go to those meetings and say, this is what I have. If you support it, please come and sign it. And just gathering, you know, 20, 30 signatures at one time versus knocking on everybody's door. And, um, you know, the, the clubs serve a huge purpose in, in each County, um, or each area that, that that they're in, because it brings together like-minded people. We don't agree on everything all the time, but you know, for those for those movements, it it helps them to happen more quickly. Absolutely, and it's and it's such an important fight. And you see a lot of those groups that you're talking about start up just because of the issue that we're trying to get you know past medical freedom. I, mm-hmm. I've seen multiple groups pa- pass up within the, the uh, last the last couple of years because of COVID and uh, fighting for freedom. So it's awesome, and it's so good that you're you know willing to to do that petition because anybody who's ever got petitions, it's not easy. It's not no. an easy task at all. Well, and I think the medical freedom has helped us kind of cross boundaries with independents and some Democrats. Absolutely. I had a lot of very interesting conversations. And uh, the last one I had a gentleman say, there are a lot of other groups that you could be going to. And I said, you know what? You could help gather signatures too. Uh, you know, he- here's a couple of pages. Let's yeah. get going. That, that, that's going along with how you're you're basically not telling people to do what you're pushing them to get involved, right? Like, okay, yeah. all right, I get what I, I love that in the workplace, right? Everybody talks about, oh, I would do this, do that. You know, you should do this. You should do that. Okay, here you go. Here's your stuff. That's how you do it. Go do it. Uh, yep. You know, it's not to offend anybody. It's just, it's just basically expressing how we cannot do this alone. This has to be a full group effort and, you know, more hands uh, doing the work it's, it's just going to be less work. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's that simple. Yep. But moving on, and obviously this is a pretty uh, hot topic in the state central committee. There was a lawsuit brought on to the Ohio Republican Party. It has now been thrown out, but I believe it's an appeals court. Uh, Mark Bainbridge and four other members are a part of it. Abby, what's your thoughts on this? So uh, this was also one of the things that I was reading um, prior to running and, and seeing that there were concerns about the fiscal accountability within the party. And uh, I think the initial numbers when the article was out said uh, two to $3 million of their budget couldn't be accounted for. Um, And then the article went on to say that they hadn't been audited or reviewed in over 10 years. And um, I'm just trying to think of how a company would function (laughs) with two to $3 million just just missing and uh, not doing regular audits. So um, I am very pro fiscal accountability. Um, Try to run our household with that same uh, frame of mind. Uh, I think for the Republican State Central Committee uh, and the the state party, um, there should be 
a quarterly budget uh, set with limits on emergency expenditures and what can be used uh, to work towards accounting for any missing money. Uh, audits should be done. I mean, we'd have to decide as a group what time frames, but two to three years at a minimum, uh, just to make sure that everything is there and accounted for. I mean, you have money coming in, you have money going out, and uh, who, who is that money going to? What is it supporting? Uh, we've learned about so many backdoor deals or companies that then use money to support um, groups that don't have the same values. So uh, making sure that there's kind of a watchdog system set up uh, to, to ensure that the funds coming in, um, you know, donors are hardworking voters like ourselves, and we don't want to give money to a group that's not accountable for that. Nope. And in my opinion, I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like a lot of, I don't know about any, I know for sure, not anymore, but I would have to say a lot of the people who used to donate to the Republican party were grassroots people, right? You know, five, 10, yeah. $15 voters, right? Uh, those were your middle-class individuals. Now people are scared and they don't even want to donate to the Republican party because they, you know, there's no transparency because they refuse to do annual audits, a real audit, not, you know, some, gibberish nonsense audit they claim that they had done i like how you brought up too how could businesses even you know conduct business with three million dollars just unaccounted for how do you how, how can you go on right three million dollars is a lot of money mm -hmm. and being in a like being a party organization you think that'd be a big red flag and be like all right all right all right we, this is a big problem we should find out where this money went um yeah there's just w people get upset people like me and you are talking about this, that are Republicans and we want change in the Republican party. They say, Oh, you're bashing Republicans. You're tearing Republicans down. You're not doing any good. You're just giving the Democrats more fuel for November. Well, how are we supposed to defeat the Democrats when we don't even have our own stuff in line? Accountability. Like you've talked about it before. We need accountability. Like, I don't feel comfortable going and bashing Democrats when I know that my Republican Party is just as corrupt or if not more, right? So right. we need to change. We need we need complete leadership change. And uh, it's so important that you're bringing that up about the business, about just malfeasance, and also, too, the, the hardworking Republicans that don't know any different just to give the Republican Party money and then so happily it just vanishes. It's unacceptable and it needs to stop, and I'm glad you're bringing attention to it. It's so important. Well, we're, we're not robots. We, we have minds. Mm -hmm. we, we work hard, uh, and, and we want to know what's going on. And like you mentioned with the Democrat, Democratic Party, they, they have a game book, and they are following it, and they are working hard together, and they're bringing in money. They're bringing in uh, folks that agree with them. Uh, and we have to develop a culture, not not to have the same beliefs as, as the Democratic Party, but to have a playbook and to follow it yep. uh, and, and drive towards victory. Yep, because uh, I can tell you one thing. That playbook that the Democrats have, they use it very effectively. Mm -hmm. They go to their rallies, they go to their protests, they go to everything. Now, I will say most of them are probably jobless and living off the government dole, but, you know... It is what it is. We need to uh, we need to get involved. It's so important. Yes. So I will say this, Abby, because I do support you. If elected, or I'm sorry, not if, when is what I was trying to say. I really messed <laughs> that one up. But when elected, what do you plan on changing in the state central committee? That is a great question. Um, so we've already talked about the platform. I'd like to get that implemented yep. um, where we are as a party did not happen overnight. So I realized that these things will take place and that happened at our very first meeting. Um, we need to increase fiscal ac accountability and then put some, uh, put some stops in place so that, you know, if, if there are red flags that, that those things are addressed um, and don't get out of line, uh, especially again, I don't know the, the amount, of what was lost or missing and with the whole thing being thrown out, but we need to be uh, more transparent and, and keep an eye on the finances. Um, I would like to stop the endorsement of candidates in contested races prior to the primary elections. 
without having a clear set of guidelines and how they're making those decisions, um, I, I think we're hurting the party. Uh, we, without evaluating candidates, um, and again, I don't know what what is currently driving the state central committee to endorse specific candidates, but um, there, there's a lot of potential within this state and we need to evaluate that and we need to let the voters have their voice. Um, I definitely feel like in the May election with the primary endorsements, my voice was useless. And that's not how we should ever feel in this country. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, voter, voter integrity questions at this time anyway, so we definitely did not need to add more to that Yeah, yep. coming from the Republican Party. Uh, so that was disappointing. Um, and the other thing I'd like to do is, is see... The, Ohio Republican Party have a state convention again. It, it's been, I, I could be off, but last time I saw was around 1980 um, for a state convention. And yeah, I, that, that would help a ton. Absolutely. I believe you're right about the state center, the state convention because of a former uh, audience or a, uh, interviewer on the show, I believe, or a candidate, Paul Lannon talked about that, how he would like to implement that too if he's so called if he's elected and he's also one of them, I believe, that are running for state central committee for the first time. So that's awesome that you would want to implement that as well because it, you know it's been a long time. Let's do it. Don't now I could be wrong. Now teach me and my listeners. Do other states like Texas and Florida have one every year? I don't know that they have them every year. Okay. Um, and and that may be financially burdensome to do. Um, but I know there are a lot of great speakers that we could bring to the state, uh, a lot of good talent. Um, and there are other organizations, uh, conservative Republican, that hold conventions, but um, not everybody within our state can take the time away from work or afford to uh, fly and stay in a hotel for a couple of days to do those things. So why not look at bringing some of that here uh, and making sure that um, it's it's a way for the candidates to talk to the voters, to talk to each other, um, to meet the uh, elected officials at different or different levels, um, and encourage them to all work together better. Absolutely, that's a very important message right there. Very important. Moving on. I do find it. Go ahead, please. No, please. Just real quick. I was yes, going to say, I please. find it kind of ironic because there are five standing committees right now within the state central committee. And one of them is the state convention arrangement committee. I don't know how long that's been in place, but wow. I'm, not, I'm not sure what's happening on that that's committee. If we're not me. having a convention. <laughs> that's news to me, Abby. And that's awesome that you brought that up on the show. It's so important. Like, Okay, so like, what are they doing, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously nothing. <laughs> That's so important that you brought that up on the show. And uh, yeah, it's just so important. So moving on, this is our last question we have for you, and it's the one that I like to leave for the ending because I think it's important. Um, uh, I've had some, you know, disagreements with Mr. Chairman uh, Bob Paduchik. Uh, you know, I, it's not that I dislike him personally, but I, it's the leadership, right? I'm talking about the leadership here in the Ohio Republican Party. What's your opinion on his leadership in the Ohio Republican, Par Republican Party, Chairman Bob Paducic? Uh So I have never personally met uh, Mr. Paducic. Um I will say, again, from the research I've done and, and some of the folks I've talked to, um, I, I would not hold him solely accountable for where the party is. Um, I do think leadership plays a big role. Uh, but in terms of, um, where I see him as a leader or, uh, the party moving forward with him, I, I'm not sure at this point, um, that would definitely be something once I'm in office, uh, to work with and see what changes needed to be made and, uh, at what different levels. Um, I think it's all of our responsibility starting from the voters to demand transparency. And I think that's happened a lot more over the last year and a half, um, especially since COVID, when a lot of us had the opportunity to observe the meetings. Um, and I, I think that was a, a great way to do it. Uh, but we want folks at the top of our party 
that represent the values of those that are the foundation, the voters. So that that's what we need to have in place. And if that means making changes, then then that may need to happen. Awesome. Well, I can tell you that answer was very uh, honest. And, you know, it's just simple answers. Uh, we need change. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Abby, uh, we always love for the... Uh, candidate on the show to do an ending statement. If there's anything that I left out that I should have mentioned, uh, anything that you weren't able to mention because of the questions, um, please leave that for the listeners. And also to, could you at the end or, or at the beginning, whatever you so choose, could you give your website, social media, uh, any personal contact information you'd like to give out or, and even a place where we, uh, the listeners could donate if they so choose. Sure. Uh, so I, I just want to wrap up by saying I'm 100% pro-America um, and I support us returning back to our, our founding principles. Um, we we want our children and our children's children to grow up in a free republic. And uh, I, I think there are a lot of men and women who have fought before us to make sure that, or that America... Uh, can maintain those freedoms. Uh, and we want to make sure that Ohio can be the best that it can. We want to make Ohio great again. Um, I think our party has been hijacked by some lobbyists and special interest groups that don't have the voters uh, at, the, at the top of their priority list. Um, we've kind of become very much a top down <laughs> in the state instead of bottom up where the voters are indicating to the, uh, the elected officials, what they would like to see. And we need to return to that. Um, I watching when COVID started and, and I'm, I'm tired of the left. I'm tired of the rhinos messing with our, our children. Uh, they mess with our livelihoods. They label us. Uh, they, they call us uh, domestic terrorists. Uh, they're trying to take away our freedom to worship and, and our voice and our own medical freedom. And we will have nothing left if we do not stand together and fight for this. And um, that's, that's why I'm calling on the voters to show up on August 2nd um, and vote for myself, uh, vote for my husband, uh, so that we can be your voice. Uh, we've attended a, a bunch of meetings over the last... I'd say since January, so seven months now, and been able to talk to the voters um, and going door to door and in our neighborhood. And folks are saying they are not happy with where our country is. Nothing's going to change if nothing changes. So uh, please go out and vote. Help us to be that change and and to bring this this state back to what we can be. Absolutely. Um, in terms of support, uh, so our website is www.brentlinger, it's B as in boy, R-E-N-T-L-I-N-G-E-R for F-O-R Ohio.com, Brentlinger for Ohio.com. Uh, you can donate there if you wish. There is a, a donate or support button. Um, our our uh, platform or what we're running on is listed on there as well. Uh, some of the, um, what do I want to call them, independent organizations that have interviewed us and uh, questioned us and endorsed us or supported us are listed on there. Uh, and you can go to those individual websites as well and see the research that they've done to determine if we fall in line with, with their organizational beliefs. Uh, and those have been very important to us and mean the world to us right now. Uh, especially with the the state and the county doing endorsements and and affecting uh, a lot of votes. So uh, we would ask people to vote. Um, Please do your research on us, on on our, uh, those that we're running against um, and determine who falls in line best with, with your beliefs and who will represent you the best. Amen. Awesome message, Abby. I want to say I, uh, it's been a privilege and an honor to know you and Tim both. Uh, obviously, it's been very busy uh, at the uh, events and whatnot. We didn't have a ton of time to get to know each other, but 
I believe uh, I, we we did spend a good amount of time together, and uh, I I do want to say you know thank you for being so open and just you know nice forthcoming. Uh, how other Republicans should act to other Republicans, and you know I can see that that's what you and Tim are trying to bring to the state central committee, and it's something that absolutely needs done. So I want I want to thank you for running. Uh, I, I, I'm rooting for both of you from the first district. I, I will not be able to cast my ballot for you, uh, <laughs> but I am rooting for you. I do plan on getting up there before August 2nd, hopefully to the 11th district to do some canvassing uh, for you and Mr. Majewski. Uh, so uh, hopefully soon I'll be very uh, excited to get up there with you guys and do some door knocking. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's parades and uh, some other stuff coming up that I may be able to... Uh, hop in there and intend and uh, to help you guys out and to spread your message. Cause it's so very important that we get you guys elected in that district. And, you know, I, I'm not a big guy about endorsements in the primaries, you know, and call for, you know, for the, for me and my listeners, just because I say I support somebody, you know, like she said, do you do the research on them, do the research on your candidates and, you know, you'll be able to make the decision. Trust me. Uh, mm-hmm. You will. But Abby, thank you so much for coming on. It means a lot to us over here at the Red Future Radio Network. You're welcome back anytime. I wish you the best of luck to your election coming up. Again, thank you so much, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. We appreciate the opportunity and and your support. We'd love to have you come out with us, and hope you enjoy the rest of your birthday. Awesome. Well, you thank uh, thank you for that, Abby, and I will, and uh, you have a great rest of your day, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. Yep, bye-bye. Bye. Abby Brentlinger. The 11th District, her husband, obviously, is Tim Brentlinger. They are running as a couple full speed ahead. We need candidates with courageous hearts and minds to overcome this corruption and dishonesty in the Ohio Republican Party. It is a must. And if it's not done, then what is going to happen in our great state? Darkness. For those listening not in the state, Ohio is in grave danger. People need to show up and vote August 2nd for true American conservative constitutionalist. We need people that will fight and lay down for nothing, that will not sell out and will not back down. And I can tell you, a wave of voters are coming. A lot of people have been doubting this primary I'm going to be the one that bets that there's going to be a high turnout of voting. Patriots are going to show up in mass numbers. They're going to vote. They're going to make their votes heard because like Amy said, they were tired. They were upset with this redistricting hassle. People are fed up. It's costing the taxpayer 20 to 30 million dollars to hold this election, ladies and gentlemen. And you're not upset? That doesn't make you want to go vote? Obviously, every election costs money, but this is unnecessary. This has never happened before in our lifetime. I'm sorry I was a little upset there, but people need to be upset. This is a crucial time in our history, in our country. We need to do what's right, and we need to do it proudly. We need to stand up and fight. Fight for freedom. Fight for our party, what's left of it. And fight for the soul of our nation. The soul of it. That's what's at stake here. That's what's at stake. We need to keep moving forward. We're going to keep bringing you candidates on this show. I'm going to make a pledge right now. If something with scheduling happens, now that's if, but we're doing really well with scheduling and getting these candidates on. If something would happen, I'm sorry, but I'm going to pledge that I'm going to work my hardest to get a candidate on the show every single day until August 2nd. We're going to make sure everybody knows that great candidates are running and maybe even bad candidates. If a Democrat asks to come on and it works in our schedule, We will throw them on. But we're going to get people informed about candidates. We're going to get people excited to vote, and they're going to go cast their ballot for their candidate, 
whoever that may be. We're not trying to pick candidates here on the show. We're trying to get you educated and informed and trying to get you excited to go out and vote because that's so important. If we're not excited to vote, then what are we excited for, ladies and gentlemen? It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful right that you have. Use it. Today, I was granted the right to open and conceal carry a pistol to keep and protect my own life. Thank you to God. I will not give that, uh, I will not give Mike DeWine and the General Assembly of Ohio any gratitude for giving me that right back. That right came from God solely, and I will give thanks to him. The General Assembly did not give me that right by passing constitutional carry. That was a right given to me by God. So I will thank God for that right, but that's something that I am going to celebrate today. I'm celebrating my right. So this point forward, I will make sure that I am exercising my right, my constitutional right. Every time there's an election, I'm going to vote. Exercise your rights. It's the, it's, it's, we need to start doing it now or it might be too late and you might not have any in the next few years. Exercise your rights. It's so important. We need to get back on track. We need to get excited. Be ready for an awesome interview tomorrow. But we're going to get to the verse of the day because it's so important. I mean, Jesus is the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Like, if our, if our country is failing, th that's what it's going to do. It's going to fail. But the great thing is, we still have Jesus. We still have a great, great, great thing to look forward for. And that's to rejoice in the heavens and to get other people saved. To bring people closer to Jesus Christ. That is the most important thing in my life is to try to get in people to get, to get people saved you have to you have to be advocating for people to get know to get to know Jesus Christ and then you can start working on your politics but we have to fix society getting Jesus Christ back in people's lives will fix society you'll have no transgenderism you'll have no sexualizing of little kids pedophilia will be ex exterminated and abortion will be gone we need to send it all. Get rid of it. The verse of the day comes from Psalms. Verse 34. Or I'm sorry, chapter 5, verse 34. Or I'm sorry, chapter 34, verse 5. I'm a little flustered right now. But I'm excited. And it's not flustered as excited. That was the wrong wording. I'm excited. I'm happy to be speaking to all of you. And I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing here. But we need help. We need people to be involved. We need people to be excited about what we're doing. You have great candidates running, running all over the state, advocating for more change, advocating for great change, for real change, for transparency. And you guys can't get excited about that? Our state is going to make waves throughout the whole country because of what we're going to do here at the State Central Committee. Such an important race all over the district, all over the state, I'm sorry. Races are so important. Get out and vote August 2nd. Please, we need you. We're begging you. Psalms chapter 34, verse 5. Those who look at him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. What I just said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not shameful for. That whole rant, I am not shameful because of it. I am proud to stand here and confess and express how I feel. And I'm thankful that I have that right and I'm able to do this. I have the capabilities, the time, and the freedom. But I will never be shameful for speaking out of my love for Jesus Christ. Jesus is the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be shameful and don't be, you know, worried about people downgrading you if you confess and if you Tell people to try to get to know Jesus. It's so important. We got to fix society. We got to fix it. Thank you so much for listening. Looking forward to bringing you more news, content, interviews, and talk shows. Obviously, there's been a lot going on in the news on Ohio Republican Party and uh, Ohio Republican Party or Ohio politics. Some stuff going on with the Attorney General, uh, rape cases, etc. And I haven't been able to get to them because we're so focused on this state central committee race, and the August 2nd election. Please do your own research. Listen to GOP Josh. He's out there. 
He's covering a lot of this stuff. That's why we have the Red Future Radio Network. We're expanding the amount of information you're listening to. Because I can't cover everything. No, can't. Can't do it. I will, I will say that. But Josh, he covers some stuff. He has great interviews. Check him out. We need to be involved. Please check out the website, redfutureradio.com. My social media is at Samuel C. McGuire. We got a new Telegram page. Check it out, Samuel or the Samuel McGuire Show. Facebook, Twitter, Truth, Instagram, Getter, Parlor, Telegram, TikTok. My email is samuelcmcguire at gmail.com. Please email me. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for the birthday wishes. I love you all. God bless. Good night. This is the Samuel McGuire Show on Red Future Radio. 